Let Ferguson's knowledgeable product experts kick off your next kitchen or bath project with the latest in touch and hands-free faucets, high-performance gas ranges, or low-decibel dishwashers. They're really quiet. Request your appointment today at fergusonshowrooms.com. The best decision ever. Visit the Ferguson Showroom on Powell Avenue in Nashville and discover the controlled convenience of Jet Air's connected wall oven. Innovative, intuitive, and in the palm of your hand. Reinvent your kitchen with Jet Air and find it at Ferguson. Rachel powered by the Tennessee Lottery. Joined now from Miami by Sam Monson, Pro Football Focus lead analyst. Um, Sam, we've seen reports of obviously this earthquake that happened, um, well, between Jamaica and Cuba, I guess, and that it shook buildings in Miami. You're in Miami. How's everybody doing? And did you feel any of that? No, we didn't feel any of it here, thankfully. Uh, so far, the biggest problem today has been trying to source food. The, uh, there's been a lack of food in the uh, the press room here, so we have to go foraging out into the wilderness. <laughs> That's a big problem. problem. Yeah, that's usually not an issue around media members, but okay. We're coming down tonight, so we're looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I look, it's, it's usually not a problem, but, uh, you know, there's some, it's a, it's a dangerous time on Radio Raw. Yeah, when they're running low on food, it gets real dangerous. <laughs> uh, let, let's talk some about this matchup, and obviously we'll have Titans things, but uh, a couple of high-scoring offenses, the 49ers defense allowing, what, 15 points a year, there are certainly some interesting matchups to look at as this game kicks off, and it's a you know a one point point spread even. It looks like an even matchup. Yeah, I, I think we're really lucky that this is the Super Bowl that we all got. When you consider the various different options that, that could have been out there, I think this is a fantastic matchup. Two great teams, um, and I think it's really close. You know, I keep talking myself back and forth between the two sides. And as you said, it's a, it's a close game in, in the Vegas point spread as well. I think it should be a good one. Is there an individual matchup or are there individual matchups that you really are watching in this game? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of them. You know, Richard Sherman has been back to his best at corner for the 49ers. He's been, the, I think, the best coverage corner in the NFL this year. The guy basically doesn't get beaten deep at all. I know he did against Devontae Adams in the NFC Championship game. But one of the reasons that was so remarkable is because it's the only time he's been beaten deep all season long. He just doesn't give those catches up. Now he's going up against Tyreek Hill, you know, arguably the fastest player in the NFL, one of the most dangerous players in the NFL. How he handles a guy with that kind of speed and explosiveness and athleticism will be pretty fascinating. How do you compare and contrast these two quarterbacks, Garoppolo and, and Mahomes? I mean, I think right now Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. He's playing out of his mind since he uh, got the week to rest up heading into the playoffs. You know, he hasn't been healthy all season long. Finally looks like he is 100% of himself, and he's back to being this unplayable, unstoppable force at the position has been putting together the best-graded playoff run we've ever seen from a quarterback. Um, so, you know, he's the gold standard. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is probably being underrated a little bit because we only think about what the most recent thing he saw was. And the most recent thing we saw was him basically being a passenger to the 49ers run game and <laughs> barely having to pass the ball. But he can. You know, we've seen him do that this season. When, when they went toe-to-toe with the Saints in a shootout, Jimmy G was a big part of that. And, you know, I think he's capable of that kind of game, and he might have to have one because I think the Chiefs' offense are going to put up points. 
Uh, along those lines, you know, there is so much talk about the the San Fran D and and that Jimmy G didn't have to do much. But the other side of the ball, defensively, when you look at the Chiefs, there there are some holes there in that defense where maybe they can have some success, right? Yeah, there are. I mean, you know, the Chiefs defense hasn't become even particularly good, but it's way better than it was a year ago. You know, last season the Chiefs defense was a disaster and they didn't do anything complicated. You knew exactly what you were going to see when you played them, and they just weren't even good enough to steal occasional possessions for the offense. So anybody they were playing was basically able to keep pace in a shootout. This season, I think they're good enough to steal some possessions here and there, and that's all this offense needs. They've become more of a game-plan-oriented defense. They're not just running the same thing every single snap and hoping it's good enough to work. They are tailoring a specific game plan for the opposition they're going to face. And that just obviously makes an offense more uncomfortable when you're facing the thing you don't want to see. So, yeah, I think the, the Chiefs defense does have some holes. It's still not the most talented unit in the world, but it does have the ability now to come into games with a solid game plan that will help it out. So what do you think that game plan is? I mean, do we see Mostert again with, with 220 yards coming off 772 in the regular season, or do they open it up a little bit more? Yeah, I mean, I think the Chiefs' defense is going to try and stop that 49ers run game. You know, what they were able to do against the Packers was just too dominant to allow to happen again. Most of the time you want a team um, running the ball instead of trying to pass on you because you will have – it's just harder. You have uh, less success as an offense doing that. So from a defensive point of view, you're all for it. You look at what the, the, the Patriots did. To the Titans, you know, everyone says Derrick Henry ran all over them, and he did, but they only put up 14 points while he was doing that. So a lot of times you're kind of happy with that. I think the 49ers were just too strong against the Packers, though, to the extent where the Chiefs are going to try and sell out against that run. And the question is, can they do that without exposing giant holes in, in on the back end to Jimmy Garoppolo? Or if they do expose them, can he be efficient enough to hit them? Sam Monson, our guest in Pro Football Focus. So ultimately, how do you guys see the game playing out? Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, it's really close. Vegas has it close. We have it close as well. They are two of the best graded sides in the NFL this year. Our green line data um, you know, that leverages all of our data to try and predict the spread and that kind of thing has it in the same kind of ballpark. I think it is going to be a really close game. If you're looking to split them, I think you probably come down on the side of the Chiefs just because they have the better quarterback. Let's talk about some of these Titans free agents. Uh, obviously, they've got big decisions to make, and it starts with a quarterback and a running back, Ryan Tannehill. Statistically, he had one of the most efficient seasons in NFL history, just when you look at passing metrics and yards per attempt, yards per completion, that type of things. What do you think happens to him going forward from here? I mean, I think the franchise tag was built for cases like this. You know, Ryan Tannehill was incredible this season, but it was a massive outlier from anything we've seen from him before. And there's no way you can bank on him doing that again. So uh, you can't give him, I don't think, a big long-term contract. But equally, you can't let him walk out of the building, given what he just did either. So I think you have to franchise tag him, you know, maybe try and arrange some kind of, you know, shorter-term, bigger-money contract and sort of meet in the middle on that. But I think you have to expect him to try and prove that he can do that kind of thing again before you commit long-term big cash to him. Do you think you can bank on Derrick Henry doing what he did again? 
Um, I think if all the things remain equal, sure. But our point with running backs is always that they are more a product of their environment than they are the driving force of their own success. So it's no coincidence that Derrick Henry suddenly looked like the best runner in the league when Ryan Tannehill came in and transformed that offense into a far more efficient and more effective passing force. And also the offensive line by the end of the season was blocking in a completely different way than it was at the start of the year. You know, obviously no Taylor Lewan to start the year, um, but, but Roger Saffold looked like a free agent bust earlier in the year when he was battling through injuries and getting used to a new environment. By the end of the season, those guys were crushing people. And, you know, you can see Derrick Henry break off these runs that only happen because the blocking is so good in front of him. And I don't necessarily mean because the running lane was so big that he, you know, couldn't help but get, gain 10 yards. I mean, it's because, you know, one guy has been driven off the line of scrimmage and it means that the guy that gets to Derrick Henry doesn't have a good chance of get, bringing him down, and he's had a chance to build up a head of steam before he's hit contact. So, you know, I think as good as Derrick Henry was this year, you, you just shouldn't be paying big-time money to a running back based off that kind of season because it's not repeatable unless everything around him is repeatable as well. You, you mentioned this Titans offensive line, and, and we're kind of obsessed with, with looking at pro football focus, the grades you kind of give each player after every game. And, and you mentioned kind of the difference in this offensive line from the beginning of the season and then obviously with Luan back, and, and it took a couple of weeks for him to kind of gain chemistry with that line and, and into the season. Um, they were pretty impressive. When you look at those those Titans offensive numbers beginning of the season to the end, how big of a difference was it? And do you often see that throughout a season with offensive lines in general as they start to mesh? Yeah, I think there was a huge difference. You know, at the start of the year, those guys were grading in the 40s and the 50s in PFF numbers. By the end of the season, everybody except um, Nate Davis, a right guard, was like 75-plus. Those guys were grading among the best players in the league by the end of the year and into the playoffs, Taylor Lewan in particular, I think you're right. He took a little while to get sort of get himself back under himself um, after the, after coming back into the starting lineup. But I think he realized after a while himself that he just wasn't playing well. You know, this was not, um, not needing time to gel. This was, I'm just not playing well at the moment. And he, he turned himself around and by the playoffs, he was by far the most dominant run blocking lineman in the NFL at that point. And it, it really did have a huge impact on everything they were doing. This is an odd year as far as free agency for quarterbacks. Phillip Rivers, it looks like he has moved on from the Chargers. Also, there is a chance that Tom Brady, most of us are having trouble believing this, that he might not be a Patriot. But obviously, the Titans administration, Brass, Mike Vrabel, uh, John Robinson, they have connections to Tom Brady. Phillip Rivers is a guy who has moved back in this part of the world and wants to finish his career down south so those names are going to be thrown around how much do those guys still have in the tank brady and philip rivers yeah i think both guys look to be declining um and with rivers i think it it was a a steeper decline this season but he's younger and you know sometimes quarterbacks have bad years but anytime they get up in age you start looking at it as the signs of decline i think it would be a very risky decision the bank on Philip Rivers next season. He just doesn't look the same player. Tom Brady, I think, probably has more in the tank, but he does need help in a way he didn't in previous seasons. You know, Brady now does need an offensive line around him, and he does need receivers 
that can get open. And he didn't really have any of that in New England this season, particularly the receivers. So, you know, Tennessee, they got some young receivers now. You know, A.J. Brown has been a star, and he's the kind of guy that can give Tom Brady a reliable every-down target. Um, you know, I, I think Brady, as a short-term deal, obviously, does make a lot of sense to not just the Titans, but a lot of teams in the NFL. Sam Monson, lead uh, analyst from Pro Football Focus. Thanks for the time, and uh, uh, have a good time in Miami. We'll be joining you down there soon. Yep, we'll see you down there. Anytime, guys. Take it easy. Yes, sir. Thank you, Sam.